We are on part three of our people-pleasing series, and today we're talking about how to say no. This is something that I am working on, and I'm excited to share with you what has been working for me. Are you ready to make a change in your life but not sure where to start? Welcome to Moms on the Rise, where we believe that as moms and as women, we can choose to create a life we love. I'm Camille Beckstrand, a mindset coach and fellow mom on this journey of rising up in all areas of our lives. So join me and let's rise together. Welcome back to Moms on the Rise. These past few episodes, we have been deep diving into people pleasing, which is something that I have struggled with for a long time. And I just hope that sharing the things that I am learning and working on might help you as well. So once again, I just wanted to be clear, and I have shared this in the other episodes as well. There is nothing wrong with being nice. There's nothing wrong with being overly nice even. The problem comes when you start to put your needs on the back burner so that you can help everybody else. So today we are going to talk about how to say no. And this is so hard for me because I am a yes person. When somebody asks me to do something, I just want to help. I want to be that helper. And so I just say yes, when a lot of times I should say no. Saying no is something that many people pleasers struggle with. It goes against everything that we try and stand for, right? We are here to please people, not turn them down. But many times we say yes to things even when we are too busy, when we are too tired, when we're super stressed out, or when we don't have the bandwidth to take on anything else. And we do it anyway. I didn't realize how often I was telling people yes until my husband pointed it out that I am always stressed and it's because of my lack of telling other people no. And so sometimes having someone else point it out can be eye-opening. And once I was aware of it, just kind of observed myself. Anytime anybody asked me for anything, my automatic response was just to say yes. And I guess in my eyes, I always wanted to be that person that everyone could depend on. I think I was trying to be the hero of everything. So if somebody needed help, oh, they could ask Camille. She'll do it. Need a donation for the fundraiser? Camille will do it. Need somebody to teach you how to use social media? Camille can do it. And so my schedule was so full of helping other people that the things that were the most important to me, like my family, my health, alone time to pray and read scriptures, it was gone because I was so busy showing up for everybody else. And so as talked about in previous episodes, many times people pleasers will choose their own discomfort over making anybody else feel a little uncomfortable. I would much rather just say yes to whatever someone is asking me to do than worry about how they would feel if I tell them no. I guess in my head, I feel like I'm letting somebody down when I tell them no, and they are going to feel bad. And I wanted to avoid that. And so I have done so much work around this. I once was talking to a friend about how I struggle to say no. And this is what they told me. You have to remind yourself that you don't owe a person anything. You are allowed to make decisions that are best for you and just say no. And then they said, it's that person's responsibility to get done whatever it is that they need to get done. They are allowed to ask you for help, but you are allowed to say no. It's on them to figure out the solution to their problem. And it's okay if you aren't always their solution. And if they react poorly, it says more about them than it does about you. Holy cow, mind blown. There were so many nuggets in this statement. Here are some of my takeaways. Number one, you're allowed to say no. It was almost like she gave me permission 
to just say no. And I loved this, that it's their responsibility to find the solution to the problem. And the solution doesn't always have to be me. I guess I just was trying to make life easier for everybody else and be the solution, help them out. And if the person reacts poorly, it says more about them than it does about you. And I think that's what I've always been afraid of. That's why I always say yes, because I'm afraid of the reaction, which is so interesting because the reaction hasn't happened yet. But I'm trying to prevent it from happening, at least the worst case scenario from happening, trying to control the reaction before it even happens. And that's not fair to them. And it's not fair to me. So just like it's the other person's responsibility to figure out the solution for their problem, it's your responsibility to learn how to say no and protect those things that are most important to you. So before we jump into the how of saying no, I just want to touch on the why. Why and why it is so important that we are saying no. And I think it's so crucial that we understand why not saying no can impact us. So first of all, let's talk about why it's important. Number one, it helps take down your stress. Obviously, taking on too many things or saying yes to things that you don't really want to do or have the time to do, it creates a lot of stress in your body. I have actually been working on and learning about lowering my stress levels way down. And it's so fascinating. And while some levels of stress can be good, too much really can mess with your overall health. And here are some of the side effects of too much stress in your life. Headaches, bad sleep, anxiety, weight gain, the inability to lose weight, high blood pressure, a racing heart. It can impact your sex life, can cause dizziness, and can make it so you can't focus. It causes nausea, constipation. So many things can be tied to stress. And that's just like the very tip of the iceberg. And so we have to find ways to lower our stress for our health and take care of us. The second reason why it can be so important to say no is that you will feel a lot less resentment and a lot less regret in your life. Have you ever said yes to someone when you really wanted to say no? And then you end up feeling so much resentment that you have to do this thing they asked you to do. I have totally done that. Even towards people I love, I feel resentment. It can be really hard in the moment, but saying no can help strengthen the relationship in the long run, which is so funny to really like have to change the way you think about it. Saying no really is good for the relationship. And lastly, you get to spend more time on the things that matter most. You also feel less regret because you are not agreeing to those things that don't align with your values or your goals. You don't have that regret of not giving your energy to what your true priority is. I think that's pretty important. Okay, so now let's talk about why it can be so hard to say no. And I feel like as people pleaser, these people pleasers, these are things we can all relate to. So as a people pleaser, we don't like to upset anyone, right? Like I mentioned before, we are here to please the people. We want to be everything to everyone. And that's just who we are. But maybe we need to shift our identity and be everything to ourselves first. And then be everything to those things that we truly value in our lives. And maybe there have been experiences in your past where you did say no and someone did act out about it and they did get upset. But like my friend told me, you have to remember that if they react poorly, it says more about them than it does about you. It's on them, not on you. Another reason why it can be so hard to say no is that you don't want to feel guilty. I think for me, I always feel guilt about letting somebody down. I'm afraid that if I am brave enough to say no, I will feel guilt about it down the road. 
And maybe this comes from past experiences of feeling guilt when I did tell somebody no. I don't know. But here's a little tip for when you are feeling guilt. Instead of thinking what or who you are saying no to, think about who or what you are saying yes to. So maybe if you don't go out with friends after work, what you are saying yes to is tucking your kids in bed at night. Or usually, this is what comes down to for me, saying no means that I'm saying yes to something that really matters to me. And shifting my thoughts to what I am saying yes to changes everything about how I feel. And it really helps with the guilt to make me remember, oh yeah, I'm focusing on what's most important to me. I'm saying yes to what is most important to me. Another reason it can be so hard to say no is that you fear rejection. Nobody wants to feel left out, right? Wanting to be liked and accepted as part of the tribe is just part of human nature. It's part of who we are. And people pleasers often hope that making others happy will keep them from feeling rejected or will keep other people liking them. And so that's how sometimes people pleasing can be confused with kindness. What we have to remember is that saying no doesn't mean you are unkind. And one last example as to why it can be so hard to say no is that sometimes we think we can handle it. We think we can handle everything. We think we can do everything and be everything for everyone. But many times it just piles on so much extra work and so much extra stress on top of your already busy life. And just because you can handle it doesn't mean you have to and doesn't mean you should. And it definitely doesn't mean you need to. Probably the biggest takeaway that I want you to have from this podcast episode is that I want you to understand that saying no does not mean you are unkind, just means you're clear on your priorities. And so does this mean that from now on for the rest of forever, you just always say no to people? No, absolutely not. And so remember how in our last episode, we talked about values and being true to what's important to you. Well, those values are going to play a huge role in determining what it is that you say yes to. So before you agree to do something or before you say yes to anything, here are some questions I want you to think about. Number one, does this align with my values and what is important to me? Number two, does this keep me from doing something else that is more important to me? Number three, does saying yes keep me from my goals during the season of my life? And number four, by saying yes to this, what am I saying no to? The last question is the one that I use the most. By agreeing to do something, what is it that I'm saying no to? And if it's something that I value more, such as family time or mental health, that's my sign to say no. All right, let's dive into the how. I want to share with you how you can start to say no and give you some real life examples. So I have eight different ways that you can say no. There are a million ways that you can say no, but these are the eight that I use the most and fall back on the most. So I'm excited to share them with you today. The first way that I've been working on saying no, and the one that I use probably the most, I call it the positive sandwich. I've heard people call it all different things, but this is what it is. You start off by saying something positive, you say no in the middle, and then you end with something positive. So it's like sandwiching the no with two positives on either end. So for example, I was invited to a get together with some old friends, and I love these friends. They're people I love to be with. And the woman that was throwing the party she honestly makes the best food ever. She has the best desserts. And here's the thing. I was already stretched so thin with a couple of different things going on in my life. And I knew that adding one more event to my plate would just push me over the edge. So this is how I responded to her invitation. Oh my goodness, you throw the best parties with the best food. I'm so sorry. That night doesn't work for me. 
and I won't be able to attend, but thank you for thinking of me. I appreciate the invitation so much. Responding to people this way has helped me so much because it's a way that I still feel kind. I started on a positive note and complimented her because she is so kind and she's so good and she really does throw the best parties with the yummiest food. But then I let her know I wouldn't be there. But of course, I ended with something positive, too, because that felt right to me. Like, thank you so much for thinking of me, for including me. Just thank you for the invitation. I wanted her to know I really did appreciate it. Just didn't work for me right now. The second way that you could say no is to say it's something like this. I can't do this, but I can do that. So basically, it's just whatever it is they're asking you to do, saying, you know, I can't do that right now, but here is what I can offer you. It's like offering another way that you feel you could help, but that also feels right to you. So here's an example of this. A few months ago, there was a fundraiser that I was asked to donate to, just this community fundraiser. And in the past, I have always donated a huge basket to this fundraiser. And I spend a lot of time putting it together. I usually have a theme with it. And it's something big and fun that I do. This year, it just wasn't going to work with my schedule. And I fretted over it for a couple of days. And I knew in my heart, I just couldn't take it on. Because saying yes to that would have meant saying no to a lot of other things. So this was my response. I'm not going to be able to donate a basket to the fundraiser this year, but I would love to donate money. And so I totally did. Instead of donating my time and this huge basket, Instead, I did the bidding and the buying at this silent auction where these baskets were auctioned off. And here's the thing. In the end, the event still got the funds it needed. I just was able to offer my help in another way that felt right to me in this season of my life. Now, a lot of times this is not the right way to answer, especially if you are feeling super stressed. You can just say, no, it doesn't work for me right now and leave it at that. You don't have to offer anything else. But I'm just giving you examples of things that you can do. Another spin on this is to say, I can't do this right now, or this doesn't work for me, but I know someone who can help you, or I know a place that can help you with whatever it is you need help with. And pointing them in the direction or sending them a contact of somebody who can help them get the solution that they are looking for. That's another way that you can say no. The third way that you could maybe say no to somebody is to say something like this. Let me get back to you on that. Or let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. So this is my fallback response when I'm caught off guard or when somebody asks me something out of the blue because old Camille would just default to saying yes without even thinking about it. But because I am trying to do things that align with my values and things that are top priority to me, I need a minute to kind of think about things. And so saying this response, it gives me just that minute to think. And it keeps me from being pressured into anything in the heat of the moment. Because usually I'm just, I'm the yes girl. I'll just say yes. I just need that moment to kind of think about, okay, can I make this work? Do I need to make it work? Is this going to keep me from doing other things? If I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Just kind of run through those questions that we talked about before. Now, here's the key. If you respond this way, you have to be sure that you get back to this person and then be clear and kind when you respond. I heard someone once say, to be unclear is unkind. Let me say that one more time. To be unclear is unkind. If you're unclear in your response, like, oh, maybe I can do that, or I'm going to have to check my schedule and get back to you, and you don't get back to them, 
that's when it's not kind because it's just leaving them in such a bind. Clearly let them know what you have decided. I use this answer a lot when I'm asked to speak at different events. I always used to just say yes, and then I would change my family's schedule to work around it. But now what I do instead is I check my family's schedule first and decide if this speaking event can work into the schedule. And then I let them know. And most of the time, it doesn't in this season of my life. But that's okay. It's just a season. And we talked about seasons before that it came to pass. It won't last forever. This season right now, my family's my top priority. Okay, the fourth tip in saying no is just to remember to be honest. Honesty is always the best policy. Many times I will say something like, thanks for thinking of me. It sounds like a great opportunity, but... I'm working on keeping my stress levels in check, and I've been limiting my commitments. If anything changes, I'll let you know. And I think that when we can be honest like that, it's almost freeing. I think that most people can understand what overwhelm is. And I think that most people can understand when we have to kind of do those self-checks and really prioritize our stress levels and taking care of them. And it is so validating to me to hear someone just be completely honest about it and admit to the overwhelm think as moms, we need to have more discussions like that. We need to be more open about how we are feeling and if we're stressed out, if we're feeling overwhelmed. There is no medal for being super busy. There's no medal for running ourselves into the ground. And I wish more people would talk about it. If being honest with somebody elicits a really poor reaction on their part and they can't respect your honesty and they can't respect your choices, maybe it's better that you distance yourself from them anyway. Another way to be honest with people is if they invite you somewhere or ask you to do something you don't feel comfortable with, you can be honest and just say, you know, I've had a negative experience with that in the past, so I'm going to have to decline, but thanks for the offer. There's a way to do it kindly, but still protect your boundaries and still protect your mental health. Another way to say it is, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Is there another way that I could help? Going back to what we talked about in number three, like, offering another way that maybe you could show up for that situation. Sometimes it's hard to be honest. It's sometimes it's hard to admit those things, but honesty really is the best way to be true to you. I also feel like when we are honest and vulnerable with other people, that's what makes a strong relationship. That's what takes a relationship to an even deeper level is when we can be open and vulnerable and honest. And honestly, the people who really do care about you will respect you even more for being honest. Now, number five is totally going to piggyback off number four, because while I do believe that sometimes honesty is the best policy, I also want you to understand that you don't owe anybody a reason why. There will be situations where it makes sense to just be honest, but there will also be situations where you don't owe anybody an explanation. When I would tell someone no for the past couple of decades, I used to give them the whole backstory of why or the excuses of why I was saying no. And sometimes it got long and sometimes it got messy. And sometimes I would sneak a little why in there because I was too embarrassed to say, you know what, I'm tired. That's why I'm not coming tonight. Or I actually have committed to working with somebody else who is your biggest competitor or whatever the reason is. And I felt like I can't be honest. So I'd have to come up with this huge backstory. And my husband would just always remind me, listen, you don't owe them a reason why. You just tell them no. So my goal now, when I'm telling somebody no, whether I'm being completely honest with them or giving them an explanation, I keep it short. 
short and simple, two to three sentences tops, and I don't give them the whole backstory anymore. I found that sometimes I can explain my reasoning in just a really quick line, like something like, no, I can't make it that day. I already have plans with my kids or my schedule is packed tomorrow and I have to go to bed early tonight so I can get up early tomorrow. Like, I don't have to share the whole story of I'm up three times a night with a teething newborn and it's really hard getting up and breastfeeding that many times. Or I even once got invited to a hot tub party with some ladies in my neighborhood and it was going to be so fun. But I had this funky wart on my toe and I was so ashamed of it. But I thought, I can't tell people that, but I didn't have another reason why I wasn't going. And so here's the thing. I just could say, I'm so sorry, that night doesn't work for me. Thank you so much for the invite. I didn't have to go into the whole backstory about this embarrassing wart on my toe. Just remember you don't owe anyone a reason why. Saying no, it really is just a way of simplifying your life. And sometimes you can just simplify the answer as well. Okay, the sixth way that you can say no to someone is to say something like this. I wish I could, but there are other things I need to say yes to. So like we talked about earlier, every time you say yes to something, you're actually saying no to something else. I think it's a great way to kindly say no to somebody because it helps them understand that like, oh, I love that you are asking me to do that. Thank you so much. I wish I could. But there are other obligations in my life that are taking priority. If I say yes to an early morning meeting, that means that I'm saying no to my workout before my kids wake up. And that's going to kind of throw off the whole day. There are times where it makes sense to have that early morning meeting, but it's definitely something I'm going to think about. You don't have to tell people what the other thing is that you need to say yes to, but you need to know it for yourself because that's going to help you remember that you are putting what you value first, that you are keeping your priorities top of mind and top of your to-do list. Those are the things that are most important to you. Okay, the seventh tip that I have for you today about saying no is just something to remember, and that is that you are saying no to the request and not the person. This is something that I have to work really hard on separating because I wanted people to know that because I was saying no to what they asked didn't mean that I was saying no to them as a friend or saying no to them as a colleague. Think that it's important that you let people know that you like them, that you respect them, that you appreciate them, and you can tell them so, but then let them know that the thing that they are requesting in this moment just doesn't work for you right now. It kind of goes back to that positive sandwich. You can let them know how grateful you are for them, that you appreciate them, that you respect them, but then let them know that it doesn't work for you right now and that it's a no. All right, the last tip that I have for you about how to say no is to say something like this. Thanks for asking, but I don't do fill in the blank. And so I want to share how this example would work. A lot of times this will work in work situations or in different situations you might be asked to help in. But as I've mentioned before, my sisters and I have a cooking website and we have published many cookbooks over the years and have social media followings for people that love food. And so over the years, we have received many requests to come and cater various events, which is so funny because we aren't caterers. We are moms who share these recipes from our kitchens. And the thing is that some of these events, the people would have paid us very handsomely. We had a couple of people say, We'll pay you whatever you want. You just tell us what you need and we will make that happen. And some of these events would have been really great exposure for us and for our brand. They were just these really high exposure events. Some would have been a really good act of service, great way to serve in our community, a great way to serve in other places around the country. 
But here's the thing. The recipes that we make are to feed families, like four to eight people at the most. And the recipes that we write are written for family size. Not only do we not have the equipment, but I don't know if we would have had the bandwidth. All of the sisters had kids. We all had husbands that working like our lives were very busy. And to have these big catering events on top of that, it would have maybe pushed us over the edge. Could we have found a way to make it work? Maybe. But it would have been so stressful and so exhausting. We don't have food handlers permits. We would have had to gotten that. We don't have the equipment. Like I was saying, our recipes are like slow cooker chicken cordon bleu. We would have had to have figured out how to make slow cooker chicken cordon bleu for 150 people. It would have taken easily 15 slow cookers if we were to follow our recipe. And so it would have been really hard and exhausting to figure this out. And as we talked as a company, we said, okay, we got to draw the line. And we decided to say, look, we don't do catering. We write recipes for families. You can give these recipes to a catering company and have them make them, but we do not offer that service. And in drawing that line, we even had to specify it's not that we can't do that, but we don't do that. And by letting people know, they understood that's a hard no. But we were kind. We gave them other ideas. We appreciated the offer. But at the end of the day, it was a no. All right. I just want to know, did any of these examples resonate with you? Was there anything that you thought, okay, I could start to do that. I could start to implement that statement or start to include that idea when it comes to people asking me to do things instead of just resorting to yes, maybe taking a minute and saying no, or maybe saying no with a positive sandwich, or maybe being completely honest and letting them know I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed or just thanking them for asking me, but letting them know that this isn't going to work for me right now. What I would recommend is that you choose at least one way to say no, or at least one way to put pause on the conversation and give you a moment to think about what your response is going to be so that you are always prepared with an answer to fall back on whenever somebody asks you to do something instead of just automatically saying yes and maybe being filled with stress, resentment, regret. Those are things we can avoid as long as you are willing to do a little bit of this work and learn to say no. Here's some other things to remember when it comes to saying no. Number one, it will be hard at first. It's really going to take some practice and it is going to feel uncomfortable to not be that yes person all the time. What I want you to remember is that with every no you put out there, you're saying yes to yourself. You're saying yes to those things that are important to you. And that's something that we have to work on. Another thing to remember is to be firm and clear. Make sure that the person you are responding to understands that no means no. If you lead people on to think that you're going to say yes, maybe later, they will be even more disappointed down the road when you give them a no. So just understand that you have to be firm and clear. Also, don't be overly apologetic. Don't keep saying, I'm so sorry I can't do this. I'm so sorry I can't do this. Because that might give somebody the idea that maybe they can persuade you to change your mind or if you're feeling that bad about it, maybe you'll do it eventually. I just hope that today's episode about different ways that you can say no and why it's important we say no and how to say no helps you to understand that saying no really can come from a place of kindness. As people pleasers, we have to be careful with this. We don't want to exist only to please others because then we lose sight of ourselves and we lose sight of what we need and what's important to us. We have to take care 
of us so that we can show up as the best version of ourselves for everybody else and especially for you. And that's what it's all about. So next week, we're going to wrap up our people-pleasing episodes. We'll be talking about boundaries. And oh my, I have done so much work in this area on myself. I'm excited to share with you what I've learned. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on the Rise podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mommy Tummy Fix program. If you are interested in learning more about how to take care of your body from a place of love, head over to themommytummyfix.com and join our community of over 10,000 women who are finding ways to live a complete and healthy life one small choice at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, a rating, and follow along so that you don't miss a single conversation. Keep on rising.